Putting on the Ritz. There we go. <laughs> Putting on the Ritz. By Fred Astaire. Well, sung by Fred Astaire. Sung by Fred Astaire, originally. He might have written it. Um, it's it. also in Young Frankenstein. Oh. Fun fact. But. About putting on the Ritz. I see. Also, nice biscuits for cheese. Ritz. Ritz. This is also Ritz really nice, famous um, hotel. Hotel. So I've heard, but I've never been there. I've been so. there. I've been there. Nice. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. It was. Um, Living life. In the Ritz. I, I always wanted to go there for my birthday when I was little, for some yeah. reason. Because it's fancy. I guess you so. Have I'm a fancy lady. I bought a fancy jumper today. Um, it's fancy. We're drinking it's not, it's not fancy and it's... Not particularly fancy. It just looks fancy in my eyes. It's frilly. <laughs> yeah, no, mum, mum and Luke surprised birthday for me for my 18th and took me to the Ritz. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. I've waited for an... And I went to go see The Lion King. Nice. That's at the theatre. Pretty good. That's better than my story about the Ritz, which is I walked past it to get an Uber once. Oh, I love I, I love walking past it because it reminds me of when I went. Very nice. Yeah. It was, fa- it was fancy, but it was, yeah, it was good. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're not, talking about. Not entirely what we're talking about. Um, John. Because what's your there name, is a, John? My name's John. And I'm Sam. Uh, so today... Uh, so we... <laughs> so we... Have a dinner party. Dinner parties. So we talk about dinner parties. So we're going to have have a dinner party. We have our dream dinner parties. We have dream dinner parties. Sort of. No, yeah, it's it's got caveats. (laughs) My favourite word. So we kind of have our dream dinner party. So we pick some people to have a dinner party with. Yeah. Having a dinner party, like having a dream dinner party, is a thing that people talk about sometimes, right? I've never talked about it before. Who who would you have to your dinner party? Historical characters? Figures? yeah. Dead or alive. Yeah. We thought it would be quite a good episode. We thought. <laughs> Time but then will I, tell. Then I was having a bit of panic because I, I, I both don't really care about meeting up. I don't really have any famous... There are people I, like, I'm like. i interested in. Oh, yeah. We were both talking about this earlier, weren't yeah. we? We're not kind of people who are like desperate to meet anybody. No. I mean, there are lots of people who I admire for what they have done. Yeah, loads of um, people like that. But I also very strongly believe in never meeting your heroes. Yeah, agreed. I think I'd rather just meet giraffes. Maybe yeah. I should have just picked five giraffes. You could have just picked giraffes. Um, but we've, I, I, but also there are so many people that if I, if people were like, oh, who would you meet? There's so many people that I'd be interested in. Sort yeah, of there's to, lots of people who I'd love to talk to in a non-idolizing way. Yeah, yeah. So just like what we narrowed it down things. a little bit to make it easier. Yeah, so I think so what we're gonna do. We have. Is have five people. Five people. Although I've already kind party. of broken that. But. <clears throat> I mean, five people each, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, five people each. Yeah. Assuming that we're hosting this. I guess we could together. I guess we could <laughs> pick. We could at the end say who we'd pick out of the two of ours as well, right? Yeah. Like we could narrow it down to the best of the five. The best five, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're both just going to um, want the people we've picked initially, right? Yeah, definitely. Probably. Yeah, but anyway, so we're going to have five people each. Yeah. We've got categories because that made it easier. So yeah, one person we were, per category. We had it when we were com- when we were trying to figure out who we should have. We were thinking we could just pick five random people. Yeah, but that but, was too hard. Or we just have people who would be quite. You'd end up with quite a narrow selection of people potentially. Yeah. Because there are things that we both enjoy doing or enjoy, and there are people who do those things 
and if you've got one specific interest more than others. So, say you're you're more into art than I am. You're yeah. more likely to have like five artists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this was the problem I was having. I was like, I want a variety of people. Like, can they be dead or alive? We've decided they can be dead yeah, or alive, dead. but obviously they would be their alive versions. I guess whenever we would want them to be yeah. alive. Yeah. They're not going to be like the ghosts of those people. No, no, Although they're actually going to be... be there present eating dinner with us. Yeah, that would be an interesting party in itself. We're also right? not going to touch on the menu. No, <laughs> just imagine that they're going to be eating tapas. Tapas. We've done, we've done this so much. Yeah. Tapas. We know it's going to be tapas. Small pies. Small pies for John. Small tapas hand pies, for me. yeah. Maybe tiramisu for dessert. Yeah, definitely tiramisu for dessert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and loss of alcohol. Yeah. So we've got five, well, we've got four categories and then an uh, like a random A person. random one, yeah. So the categories we've picked are artists. Artist. As in like painter, whatever. Visual, visual artist. Yeah. So sculptor, painter, yeah. whatever. Musician. That. And again, that can be composer. Yeah, anyone. We're being quite any, broad. Anyone. Anyone who has anything to do with music. Yeah. Actor. Anyone who does acting. Stage or screen. <laughs> or anything. Or anything. You could be on the street busking. No, they have to be people that people know. They have to be famous on Fests. some level. Yeah. Of some description. Um, writer, again, that could be screenwriter, literary, yeah. non-fiction. Author, whatever. playwright, Author. journalist. And then we have an other because... Well, we were... We were thinking about having scientist or... Scientist or explorer, explorer. or something. But then we decided to just have... Who, another person that we would want. <laughs> I mean, partly that was because I couldn't think of any explorers or scientists yeah. that I'd want to have over to dinner. Yeah. I mean, there's one. You could have just had your granddad. I could have, but I've had dinner with him before. And... Yeah. But he is, he does work in the in the title because yeah. he is of, of fame. He is, I suppose, of fame. Of the fame. Sort of. John's granddad is Einstein. <laughs> yeah. My, my full <laughs> name is John Einstein. Um... <laughs> No, uh, my grandfather was one of the co-recipients yeah. uh, of the 1972 or 1974, I think it was, Nobel Prize for Physics. So he could have been in your dinner party, yeah. but you haven't invited him. No, I haven't. sounds of it. Yeah. Rude. Well, you know, I I love my grandfather, but yeah. But I've already met him and I've had dinner with him before. Yeah. So, you know. And also we made we did make the definition of and obviously I also don't think of him as being famous because no, he's I know. my granddad. <laughs> well, most scientists don't, I don't think would be considered famous, right? Like I wouldn't have known your granddad was a Nobel Prize winner. I can't believe you didn't know that. Um sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's got to be famous people or like known people yeah, of yeah. their time <clears throat> can't just have sadly you can't just have your friends around which is sadly what I'd not. actually want and it's got to be of those categories and then one random person yeah. I'll tell you right now that I have really real issues picking six can I just clarify it's 1974 oh okay that was the you go look him up Anthony Hewish Anthony Hewish that's Anthony with no H yeah he's very clear about that he's also a really really nice man so if you ever do you get re- to meet him if you read anything bad about him just remember that he's a lovely sweet old and he man doesn't, he doesn't really care about it he doesn't all. give a crap <laughs> he's lovely anyway can't hear a thing no deaf as a post and he's heading towards blind as well but he's the uh, the wrong side of 90 these days so yeah there is no right side of 90 John there is significantly younger <laughs> anyway do you want to go... Should we do it all five um, in one go? So we can get the full effect of the dinner party. You yeah, okay. I, I feel like mine's going to be a little bit underwhelming. Okay, we'll do I go feel, first then. You go first and then or I is can... it better for me to 
Finesse finish it. strong. No, no, you start. Okay, this feels weird because even though we did that last time. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give. I'll, I'll start if we went. No, I'll, I'll go first. You sure? I'll yeah. fight you. No, you can go first if you want. <laughs> what do you want? I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'll get out of okay. <laughs> so my artist. Yeah. Arriving first. Yeah. At John's dinner party, making up my party of six, including me. <laughs> I'd be there, right, or not? No. Or I'd be just peeking around the corner. No, no. I mean, you're just bringing your people, and I'm bringing my people. So uh, yeah, I would be there then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just, just. To set the mood, we are drinking Prosecco. We are drinking Prosecco, yeah. So we're, we're classing it up. Yeah. Yeah. With raspberries per, yeah. per Sam's... Dinner party. Request, Drink. You're, you're leaving a request. You just did it. Yeah, I just decided. Yeah. We don't um, have any Aperol left. It's no, not summer anymore. we don't have any Aperol, so we are now in the season of Prosecco. Yeah. Although Prosecco is an all-year-round drink. It is. But anyway. It lends itself quite well to the left. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, so that's just setting so, yeah. the mood. Setting the mood. Um, first through the door to my dinner party. Yeah. Or to my half of the dinner party. Depending on what we're doing, yeah. Is Peter Bruegel the Elder. Yeah. Bru- he does the crazy Bruegel. people paintings. Um, yeah, he, he does. Because uh, I guess he's alive in the dinner party. Yeah, he is in the um, dinner party, but he's not in He does life. some really, <laughs> me- really, really nuts paintings. Very Sorry. famous. Yeah. But lots of just nice kind of pencil drawings as well of landscapes and things. Yep. Um, he was a painter in the Northern Renaissance yeah. from uh, the Low Countries since. Oh, goodness. It's from the Low Countries um, since Belgium and the Netherlands didn't exist at that point. I think they were still controlled by Spain. I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, he was active in the kind of mid 1500s, mid 16th yeah. century. Uh, yeah, he just he did some. Truly bizarre paintings. Uh, my favourite one is The Triumph of Death. Yeah. Which is... It's hard to explain, really, because it's not really of one thing. It's like a bizarre sort of, like, hellscape <laughs> yeah. of skeletons killing people. I'm um, not being rude. I'm I'm on my phone. But I'm looking for The Tower of Babel, which I always think is his, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's... Um, it's the other guy. The other guy who uh, strongly influenced him. Yeah. I don't his name now. Um... But he also did some, like, lots of paintings of kind of, like, everyday life. No, no, it is. Is it him? Peter Bruegel the Elder. Oh, he Br- did do Bruegel. that. Yeah. I, this is, sh- that's my favourite okay. painting. Okay, sorry, I'm sure that his. was done by um, that other guy, whose name I can't remember now. No, it's his, this one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, my, my favourite one that he... Oh! I don't know. Yeah, it's done by him. I, it, yeah. That one isn't, but, the, yeah, the one I'm thinking of is, is his... And that's my favourite one that he's done. Yeah. Um, my favourite... Well, it's a, it's a toss-up between um, The Triumph of Death yeah. and uh, The Fight Between Lent and Carnival. That's... The f- I think that's one of his most famous ones. Yeah. They've... I mean, there's been... They've done a... There's a Radio a radio 4 thing where they talk about art and culture and stuff. Yeah. And they had, like, a whole hour-long episode about, about painting. I think so what's, much going on. what's great about his paintings is that... Um, you look at them and they're like, oh, they're kind of nice. And then you look a bit closer and they're like, oh, no, this is, there's some really weird things going yeah. on in these paintings. Like yeah. People are like, throwing stuff People at People are throwing things. I mean, there's a bit... Screaming There's and a stuff. bit in The Triumph of Death where some skeletons have kicked over some people's backgammon game yeah. and are, like, skinning them. Yeah, it's quite... Some of it's quite it's, horrific. Oh, yeah. It's all, like... It's all very upsetting. On a small scale But they're thing. huge, huge, huge paintings. Yeah. And it's just... And in a ridiculous amount going on. They've, and there's just lots of tiny little things to discover. Just happening in the... And, in yeah, the... so, I mean, because there's so much going on, it's kind of like, I kind of want to know what 
was going what on. Sort of, what sort of person makes that sort of painting? Yeah. Partly it's just idle curiosity. I'd just be like, was he just really normal and boring and he just had these mental paintings? Or was he, like, crazy? His paintings were kind of the Where's Wally paintings of the day. I mean, pretty much. If you think about a Where's Wally painting, but... Without but, having to find Wally. But more detailed. Yeah. You're just looking at a crazy scene. Yeah, you're just looking at a mad, a mad amount of stuff. Yeah. And there's lots of, like, symbolism and things. He did a whole series on, like, Flemish proverbs. Yeah. And it's just one painting. Inside this painting are lots of 16th century Flemish proverbs. Yeah. I don't know what any of them are. But no, it's cool but painting. it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good, very good choice. I'm happy with that. I mean, good. not that I have any say, but I'm happy with that. I presume he can speak English. Yeah, I'm just going to say that if people are from wherever, wherever they're speaking universal whether translation, it's, it, whether, whether it's they're speaking English or everyone's just speaking some sort of everyone can understand everybody else. Yeah. It's all good. Listen to the wind. Yeah. Pope <laughs> um, So my you mu- will understand. That's yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> You will <laughs> okay, we sing that at the beginning and everyone yeah. understands each other. Nice. Um, so my musician uh, yeah. is Johan Johansson, mm-hmm. the composer and multi-instrumentalist who is now dead, I think. Well, did you look that up? I think he is. <laughs> no, he know. definitely did because he had a retrospective on Spotify. Okay, um, then, yes, he, he died quite young. dead, yeah. Is he Avicii? He's not Avicii. Um, he is an Icelandic composer. <laughs> I know who he is because you've told me about him. Um, <laughs> and he is just... I don't know. I don't know too much about his personal life. I want him there to talk to him about his music. Yeah. And again, just to see what sort of person creates things like that. There are two things that I kind of like got me into him, like listening to his music. Yeah. One was just like a random thing on Spotify. You know, you, you've listened to this, you might also enjoy this other thing. Yeah. And it was a song called... Just a song... A piece of music, it's not a song, it's no, no words, called Flight from the City. Yeah. Which I've played you loads of times. Yeah. Um, and it's really long and it's really like. It's nice though. Build up y. Classic John music. It's all plinky plonky pianos to start with and it turns into this like massive like sort of soundscape, it's amazing. Um, but he also did the soundtrack to Arrival. Yeah, which is um, a great film. Which is a really, really, really good film if you haven't if seen you it. If you like sci fi, but big, like serious sci fi. Yeah. A big part of why I liked it so much, or why I enjoyed watching it at the cinema, was because of the soundtrack. Yeah. Because it's that sort of music where you can listen to it, like, I listen to it on my phone and through little speakers and stuff like that all the time. Um, yeah. But if you listen to it with, like, good headphones or to, like, a, like a really nice set of, a really nice, like, sound system. Speakers. Not a set of speakers. speakers. Yeah, sound system. Um, yeah. Or in the cinema where you've got... I was thinking of um, earbuds as well, I was trying yeah. to say. Not yeah, I mean, so yeah, um, <laughs> you just don't get the whole... You have to kind of be able to, I think, immerse yourself in it to get the full effect of it. Yeah. Because there's so much, like, bass and things like that, you just don't get it for, unless you've got something that can you generate, can, you, generate that. Yeah, unless you can of. hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so in the cinema, obviously, you've got, like, the most enormous sound system. So you um, can hear everything. Yeah, the Dolby sound systems, yeah. and it's incredible. All of his music seems kind of sad, I guess. Yeah. So I kind of want to just... I don't know. It just seems like he'd have interesting things to talk about. Yeah. And you, I don't know. Sometimes you want to just give people who are a bit sad or you seem quite sad. Like a bit of a hug. hug. Yeah. yeah you okay, man? Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice choice. Yeah. Another slightly obscure choice for some people, I guess. I guess for a dinner good... party, probably. Well, 
well, not, not for. I mean, he's just not like, like a famous I mean, party just, man. And he's uh, not. Like he's a... not. I mean, not that I've necessarily picked. Really, I think they're more famous than yours in terms of English recognition. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's been. Sense? He's pretty prolific. He, yeah, he's pretty. He's dumb. done a lot of um, a lot of film music. So if you're into cinema, you probably know yeah, of him at least. Yeah, he's really good. Really, um, really good. Yeah. Okay, we've been trying to ignore it, but our cats are, f- are like fighting and grumbling at each other so if you do we'll try and cut most of it out <laughs> and if nothing is we can cut this bit out but, yeah <laughs> but if you hear anything in the background that's what it is that's why yeah we've closed them in because it's cold outside now yeah um, i mean they they kind of play fighting but i think sterling's had enough well they sort of play fighting but it doesn't matter because sterling's just loud when yeah he, when he grumbles so yeah anyway so that's your second guest that was my second guest the musician good choice johan johansson nice moving away from sad dead people yeah. I would like to invite to my table the actor, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spoke about this briefly just before you say anything. Mm-hmm. And I said that wouldn't it be great if we just did a dinner party where we got people who looked similar to, to come. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges being the person I was thinking of. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell and... Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. There was a point in time where they all sort of looked a little bit like each other. Kurt Russell and Jeff Bridges have always looked like each other. Yeah. Patrick Swayze had like a... There was a moment. A moment, and they kind of crossed, and then... Yeah. So that would be a fun dinner party. It would be fun dinner party. You also <laughs> said the Olsen twins. Well, we were doing five people, and I was trying to think of other people that looked yeah. like each other, so I picked twins. So. I, I saw I saw a thing, and, oh. it, and it was the Olsen twins. They both... What was it? One of them knows when you die, and the other one knows how you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking Kate Beckinsale and the other lady looked the same, but I can't remember what the other lady's name is. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll look that up and then cool. you can know. Um, yeah, so Jeff Bridges just seems like someone who would be yeah, nice to I have like at a dinner Bridges. party. Um, I read an article which was basically mega famous people but described by their children. Yeah. And um, and Jeff Bridges' one was done by his daughter and the way that she painted him just made him seem really fun. It was kind of about the time that he was doing... The kind of story she told was from the time when he was doing uh, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. And in The Big Lebowski he wears jelly sandals like the whole film clear jelly sandals and he wore them on holiday with his family yeah after the film he just kept them and wore them all the time yep. basically just because it wound up his kids <laughs> um <laughs> and it was i don't know just that that sort of like made him feel because i can imagine him being like a bit of a like a snooty hippie yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man you know yeah the way that mean. he's put the way that he comes across just as, as an back. actor is like laid kind of too cool. Yeah, too was, cool for school. Hang kind on, of. was Jeff Bridges or Kurt Russell um, the guy in Point Break? It's Kurt Russell. <laughs> this is the problem. They look the same. Uh, hello, it's um, editing Sam here. Uh, we were wrong. It was Patrick Swayze. Well, yeah, but, but do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, they, there's some some people they're who, are like, laid back. who are like they're really laid back, but they're they're actually really like trying really hard to be yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was I was initially I was like I like Jeff Bridges in the roles that he's playing, but as a person, I feel like maybe he would be a bit like he's not the sort of person I would immediately get on with. Yeah. But then the more I've heard about him as a person, the more normal and like kind of goofy he seems. Yeah, I think he's he comes across to me as not that kind of person. He comes across like he'd be quite a nice person to talk yeah, to. Yeah. Well, um, the thing is, I wasn't sure because, like, you know, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. There we Sorry, go. took ages, but I got there. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff Bridges. 
Yeah, I think he'd be uh, he'd be fun to have a dinner party. He, I think, yeah, I feel like he'd he'd have a lot of fun stories. And he'd listen. Yeah. He'd listen to your other guests' stories as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. And maybe make, like, a comment. Like, I feel like he might not... Like, he, he's obviously quite... A, I think he's a clever man. I'm yeah. imagining he is. But I, I also feel like you've got people there from, like, the 1500s. Well, one person. Yeah. Say 1500s. 1500s, yeah. Um, and I can imagine Jeff Bridges, like, kind of listening to to him to Bruegel talk yeah. and then be like yeah yeah I think I know something similar about this thing yeah. but really it'd be completely unrelated that's far out man and then it would just the, the conversation would end because yeah. he wouldn't really understand what Bruegel was talking about so yeah. I think it'd be quite fun I think so um, my writer yeah oh you're going straight on oh, okay. I'm just charging through this yeah. my writer would be Terry Pratchett yeah good choice um, very, again another very clever person I really enjoy uh, pretty much everything he's written. Um, mm-hmm. I the first thing I'd ever read by him was not um, the Discworld stuff. It was the Carpet People, which is about tiny people who live in the carpet. Yeah, that's cute. I and haven't read that one. There was a whole series of of books called like Truckers. One of them's called Truckers. Hatful of Sky is my favourite Terry Pratchett. I book. I love Hatful of Sky. Mm-hmm. I really like the the witches. Yeah, not the Roald Dahl one. Not the Roald Dahl one. <laughs> the witches as characters in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In Terry Pratchett's yeah. Discord series, they're great in in that. They're so good. Yeah, Nanny Og. Yeah, Nanny I like I like Death in Death is I think Death's one of my favourite characters. Yeah. Um, one of the witch's cats. Yeah. He turns into a man. He gets cursed. He turns into like a beefy guy. And there's that pub, isn't there? That's called like the Five Legs or something. In which one? There, I, I think it's in a Hatfield it Sky. I, there's a pub that's is called it On Legs or No, it's it's like it's called something weird because. The owner was like, it's, it's something like he didn't want to. It's, it's always the coat, it's always like the, the king's head or the king's arms. Yeah. So he calls it's it. the king's like, legs. Is it just the king's legs? I think legs? it's the king's it's legs. Not yeah. the five legs. Yeah, so he calls it the king's legs because yeah. no other parts I bet, really like, yeah, I mean, all his And I like bo- all those little clever All his books are like absolutely rammed full of these like clever little just nods towards things that are real. Um, yeah. I think, especially if you're English, because there are lots of nods towards like little country. countryside things that most people who live in the UK would probably be like familiar with yeah but you know it's obviously not restricted to that it's obviously you know he's just paints the the real the real world in a different light by kind of having this sort of parallel thing yeah like there's a bit in one of the first ones that I read that was Two Flower the Tourist introduces them to the concept of insurance yeah and this guy's like so what you're saying is you're betting me that my house won't burn down. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I, I really like... Because I listened um, to, to them when we went on holiday. We yeah, that, one, in was, the car that one was the light fantastic, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think we listened to that one. But yeah. They're I all really good. I can't remember a lot about... I, I, you, it was so long ago. Did you I listen to the to... audiobooks read by um, the guy who was on Time Team? What's he yeah. called? And who was in Blackadder. Oh my God, what's his name? I've completely forgotten his name now as well, it's actually. Like, no, what's his name? Robinson. Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson, thank you. I got that before I looked it up. I'm yeah. so proud of myself. <laughs> but yeah, the ones read by Tony Robinson. Apparently him and Terry Pratchett are really good friends. Yeah, they were the ones that we listened to, I think. Yeah, well, they're the best sure ones. I've listened to some other ones that aren't by him, and they don't get their voices right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because they're good friends, it seems like... Yeah, well, that's... Like, it's, close have, to, it's like the Roald Dahl, although I don't know if they were good friends, but I always imagine they were good I friends. I think they must have been. Roald, Roald Dahl, Dahl and um, Quentin Blake. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you get people who have like these it's like a really good fascinating rapport. working relationships yeah. they just know how they just get it yeah 
Um, exactly. You just get how characters are supposed to look or they're supposed to sound. It's just the feel of it is right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. And Terry Pratchett always seemed like a really nice guy. He was obviously, as I say, really, really clever. Mm. And I think, again, he'd be someone who'd be interesting to have because he'd, you know, I think him and Jeff Bridges would be the sort of people to kind of like ease conversation along. Yeah. Um, maybe Terry Pratchett wouldn't, but maybe he'd be like, he'd he want might to, be he'd really tell his own. He might, he, he might be really, really dweeby. Yeah. But, which he can't, he was a massive nerd, so, you know. He, maybe, had, he had Alzheimer's. He did, yeah. I mean, that was what um, he... Um, Died of what? Yeah. That wouldn't be fun. But you that wouldn't be fun, but I, I'd have peak... <laughs> you would have peak non-ill. Peak coherent Terry Pratchett. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole thing on the internet about Terry Pratchett. Do you know about this? There's like a... Um, um, he did a documentary about Alzheimer's. I don't know. Yeah. I watched it. So there's a line... Because he wanted... To, he was for euthanasia, wasn't he? Yeah, he wanted to end his own life before yeah. he died in a way that he didn't want. Yeah, that might be quite interesting to talk about depending on what sort of dinner party you want. It would be fun. I mean, it'd be fascinating to talk about. I bet him and Bruegel would have a great chat about yeah, they probably that would. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, there's a bit in his books where there's a character who dies mm. um, and they say something like, they have they have like a, a telegrams in it, but they're called the clacks because they make the noise. Yeah. Um, and as long as the name's, the name's still in the in the clack system then like they're never read they're never really dead yeah and there's a lots of web design i think it's a web design thing or lots of people who write code that ends up on the internet um include like a reference to terry to pratchett that. so yeah. that he's got this like thing going around so like as long as the internet is there there'll be yeah. references to terry pratchett yeah oh which is really nice um yeah. but yeah i think he's just had so much such an impact on so many things yeah definitely um, on like you know and, and on me as well like in terms of like the books that i enjoy reading I read so many of his books growing up. Yeah. Like, they're kind of like the gold standard for me. They might not be the best written books in the world. And you like gnomes. I love gnomes. And it's probably because I read I'd imagine it's because of of that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's gnomes in um, Hatful of Sky and the the Squirrel ones. The Pictsies. Yeah, that's right. They're they're, they're Scottish fairies, the Pictsies. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, The little blue men. Yeah. And they're all angry and drunk. Yeah, I think they go to the... The, the do they move leg. cows in that one they steal cows it takes four of them to steal a cow one under each leg yeah I think so <laughs> yeah anyway it's amazing if you haven't read any of them you should yeah they're um, great books they're really good and if you don't want to read it listen to one of the audiobooks read by Tony Robinson because he just gets it yeah um, final person my final person which is your yeah, um, this is wild my, card this is, I guess this is my, my wild card guest <laughs> moving away from white men <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a problem. Well, European men. This is yeah. not a particularly diverse no. party, but you know, you've only got five people, and they're people who mean, who you know, it just happens to be that these people have had. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Great impact I don't on me creatively, and yeah. in terms of what I. Consume. And you are a white man, so yeah. you know. It's not a white man. It's a white woman. Girl. <laughs> not even. Not even a woman. Um, I'm inviting. Oh, can I guess? You can guess. And oh, what's her name? I've forgotten her name. Okay, great uh, guess. Oh no, I literally <laughs> had her name in my head. You might have the seen... The activist girl. Oh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. It's not Greta Thunberg. Oh, um, oh why can I remember her name? That's so annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought you were going to invite Greta Thunberg. Although I think she would probably be fascinating, didn't you? I don't know if she'd... She'd be a bit awkward. She'd be... Because she's too young to drink, so it would, it would be five drunk people and Greta Thunberg. Five drunk room. old men. For you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she'd want to be part of that. And me, but... Um, yeah. Four drunk old men and me. That's a new book. Coming out this year. <laughs> Four drunk old men, men and me. me. There we go. It's like five, uh, three men in a boat. Yeah. But it's just lockdown. Yeah. No, my my fifth guest. Yeah. Uh, is 
Elsie Wright. No, nope. um, don't think I this one is. This one's a bit niche. I don't think I know that. But you name. will. You'll know. You. You certainly will know why she's famous. I recognise. Have you heard of the Cottingley Fairies? Oh, is she the? Are they? Is that the lady? One of the the girls who um, faked the fairy? Well, yes. faked. I'm going to say faked because who she, knows? Well, yeah. So she went to her death saying it was real. Yeah, she went to her so, death saying it was real. Well, let's just say they were real. Um, in 1917, yeah, she was 16. That's why I recognised the she name. She was 16, and her friend was nine, I think. Is it her friend or her sister? It was her friend. Okay. They borrowed Elsie's dad's camera, yeah. went out for like the afternoon, yeah. and she came back and was like, develop these for me, please. And out came pictures of With fairies. Her, her friend, so the younger girl. Holding or holding fairies in her hand. There's and, like, some with both of them, isn't there? Uh, that might be an earlier one, possibly. Okay. I don't know if it's got any ones. No, it is. I'm pretty so sure. It's well, maybe the there same. are some with both of them then. But um, the ones that I'm aware of most prominently are the ones with like the girl sitting with like fairies dancing around and, and like a yeah. Fairy that's, in their hands. I'm pretty sure there's some with so, both. So Cottingley in I think West Yorkshire. Oh uh, I, yeah, I, I never remember their names. Uh, it's Elsie Wright and her friend was Francis um, something or other. I can't remember yeah. what her friend's name. But I think the most important thing was that... So her dad was like... Oh, no, it's just the one person. I thought there was one with two. I think there's another one, possibly French. There was some filmed ones with dancing No, but this fairies. is the ones that I'm thinking of. Yeah. And I thought she was in... I, think I thought it was this one. I thought they were both in this picture. You can't see. There's fairies dancing around a little girl. Anyway, yeah. sorry. So she... I can't... Her friend sent... Her friend sent a copy of the photographs to... Um, a newspaper. Another friend in South Africa... Yeah. And I think it came from that way. I can't remember exactly how they got into like the public eye, but once they were, um, Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah. <laughs> famous author. Yeah. And apparently he was into like spiritualism and stuff. So I this think is, he was. This yeah. is in like um the early it's like nineteen early, early twentieth century. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen was when they took photographs. I think. I just looked at it very briefly and I think that's what he yeah. said. And he I'm not just some sort of memorable Memor- I'm not memorable. <laughs> <laughs> you just remember a lot of things. <laughs> I just um, have the memories. Arthur Conan Doyle basically was like super into them and he was like really wanted them to be real and he arranged yeah, for like yeah. investigators to go down. Yeah. And actually Elsie Wright, the older of the girls, uh, ended up marrying the person who um, went to investigate the the, the, photo. the photos. Yeah. But her dad initially was like, she's creative and we've we developed photos yeah um so he just assumed initially they were fake yeah but later on he went out and he was like i went to go and look where they took the photos and i just searched my house and there weren't any like cardboard cutouts of fairies so no. they might be real i guess yeah um but her mum was like though these are definitely real and her dad's like no yeah they're not i, I, like I just think the whole story. story is like it's so weird and like bizarre yeah it's, and it's just like it's just kids having a laugh and they're lovely photos either they're, way they're beautiful they're, they're photos. really nice photographs yeah really um, nice photographs if then if they're not real they're incredibly creative yeah and what a great story and if they are real brilliant amazing cool let's pretend, um, they, let's, pretend let's think but, they are but basically a 16 year old girl and a nine-year-old if 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 they are fake, completely. But would you would you want to have loads and the loads older, of adults. Like, like slightly older person there? Well, she was the one who took the photos initially, yeah. so and and was the one who had the but, camera. I mean, would you and... want her to be slightly grown up at your dinner party? So you, she could. I don't know. Maybe so she'd fit in a bit better. Maybe like an awkward party with a sixteen-year-old and like some eight-year-old men. Or... Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And you. And me. I don't know. In terms of Not like, that it matters in real. But no, like, I'm just I, I think I think as a I think it would be fun to have her as a younger. Yeah. At, at the age she was doing it. Yeah. It would be nice to know. You know, nice to sort of 
get it from straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, so to speak. it'd be really interesting. And and I'd obviously like her to tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Not just lie to me. Yeah. And be like, I invited this girl from the 20th century, the early 20th century, and she just told me lies about how she took photos with fairies. <laughs> um, I, you know. There's a film about. They made a film. Did they? Yeah, it's quite a bad film actually. Yeah. But anyway, that's my that's my dinner party. So just to yeah, do a little round. Just up. To do a round up. Round your guests up. My guests would be Peter Bruegel the Elder, Johan Johansson, Jeff Bridges, Terry Pratchett, and Elsie Wright. Okay, lovely. That's a good, slightly bizarre. In if you think about it, looking at it, there's not but much th- between this all is of gonna them. Be... But, I mean, that's part of the fun, right? I'm if, just thinking about the a... lineup. If you're looking at them all as guests. Oh yeah, I mean Peter Bruegel the Elder. He's done a he did a um, self portrait and he looks mental. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen it. The other um, guy's kind of fairly straightforward, and yeah, Elsie would be I a sixteen year old girl. So but. I've got a couple of people that I'm like, I haven't included, but I don't know if I should have included one of them in particular. So I'm going to talk about okay. that a little bit as well. All right. But we'll get, I'll get to that one minute. Crack on. Who is in your okay? Party? So my artist, and this is is, is George Stubbs. Um, the painter. Yeah. Clearly, I was going to pick him. Um, <laughs> obviously. But I almost. Why, why obviously? Well, because he has painted what I, I'm. I'm. I don't want to say it's my favourite painting, but it's up there. He Top painted ten. Whistle Jacket, which is a racehorse. Yeah. Um. Pretty much life size. Yeah. It? Oil on canvas. It's in the National Gallery. In yeah. London. It's in the. It's in the National Gallery in London. Sorry. I'm stealing your thunder um, <laughs> but we're not inviting the painting we're inviting George Stubbs uh, he can bring the painting and give it to me <laughs> that would be cool uh, he was alive from 1724 to 1806 he nice. was 81 years old when he died which is very good going not um, bad guy especially English for painter yeah whistle jacket favourite painting Brilliant. he was part of the romanticism movement which was kind of 1800s to 1850. So he mm-hmm. was at the end of his life when he was in that movement, but that's, okay, the, that's cool. what they class him as being in. He's a romantic. Yeah, he he had... None of, what I've realised when I picked these people, just as a thing, is that yeah. they didn't necessarily have crazy interesting lives. Like, some of them... Like, obviously, they were interested in their own, but they were quite like... like So he was he worked with his dad. I can't remember what his dad did, but it was some sort of like leather thing or something. Okay. And then he said, Dad, I want to be a painter. And nice. his dad at first was like, I'm not sure about that. And then his dad died, <laughs> so he became a painter. <laughs> um, and he started be- by being taught by, again, I didn't look into this too much, but he was, he was taught at first, but there was a whole, because obviously at the time they used to do, there was this whole thing where the way you would learn to paint was you would copy something. Mm-hmm. You would copy something and it would be black and white to begin with. Right. And like like you draw a hand in black and white, it'll just be like the outline of a hand, and then and that's all you do until you got the shape of a hand right. Yeah. And then you'd go on to like drawing the the hand, the whole hand, mm-hmm. and you'd mm-hmm. keep doing that until you got it right. This is why people were so good at painting in those days, and now people aren't as good at painting because <laughs> because <laughs> they you weren't to allowed just, to be a painter if you couldn't draw. Yeah, a hand. they used to just sit and paint and draw. You used, you didn't even get to paint anything. You had to draw with a pencil first, or like you know a bit of chalk or whatever. Yeah. You kept go. You kept going in stages, and then they'd copy like a, f- a famous painting uh-huh. at the time, uh-huh. and he fell out with his painting master Mentor? because he yeah Tutor? because he didn't. He they fell out on what painting he was going to copy, so then he he basically sodded off. He was like, "I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to paint that." Yeah, and he became self-taught after that. So okay. he didn't finish his training. So they consider him to be partly self-taught because okay. at the time that was not really it's pretty unusual. Yeah, yeah, and then he went on to paint 
lots of horses. He did lots of horses. He, did, he? he still did portraits of people by commission. Mm-hmm. So there okay. are portraits throughout that time. But mainly it was horses and stable boy with horse. <laughs> there was obviously whistle jacket, which is. A I mean, the fact that painting. he can draw draw horse, that he can paint a horse and have yeah. it look pretty much photorealistic. Yeah, the crazy. Um, is nuts because horses are incredibly. He also painted to... exotic animals. Like horses. Um, like exotic horses. Yeah, exotic unicorns. Zebra. Um. No, he was he was one. He painted a kangaroo, and it was one of the at the time people didn't see in England wouldn't have seen yeah. kangaroos. So it's one of the main ways that people learned what a kangaroo looked like. It was because of stuff. Was because of the painting he painted. Nice. So he'd be coming. Definitely, I think he'd have a lot to talk about. I would love to talk to him. Um, and I think it's nice that he had a life before painting. He wasn't just like yeah. He was quite day. young. Like he painted. For yeah, and he's, still, he like... was. I don't think he's. I don't remember what profession it was. I have got it on Wikipedia, but I can't be bothered. But I don't think they weren't like poor or anything. I think he wasn't like a. Well, no, he wasn't like a working class. Working he was like class a brickie to, or like... to famous painter, but I think he was from. He origin. He originated in. He didn't come from London, and then he yeah. ended up living in London in like a nice area and whatever. He came from like I think it was Liverpool. Don't quote me on that. I can look that up. Let me just look. Look. Do that you want up. to do some fact checking before you tell people not to quote you on it? But yeah. So he would definitely be coming. I did think about inviting Glen Keane instead. Because um, Glen Keane is my favourite artist. Yeah, Liverpool. There you go. Okay. Son of a courier or leather dresser. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and he did that. Um, so Glen Keane. What's Glen Keane? Glen Keane is... He, he was your like, backup He was my artist. backup artist. If George Stubbs can't come, Glen Keane can. Uh, yeah, if we were able to have seven people, this would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Glen Keane is my favourite animator. Well, he does concept. He doesn't really animate, I don't think. He might have done some animation, but he did the concept art for Ariel. Yeah. From The Little Mermaid. Disney, basically. He did Rapunzel and Tangled. He did... There's also Jin, Jin Kim... Who did? Who also did loads of concept art. Both of the for Disney. Mm-hmm. Both of those people I would have invited as well if I could have because I love their work. Great, great yeah. artists of the modern day, <laughs> and I think they would be really interesting to talk to. Yeah. So. Um. He was an animator, by the way. He, he was an animator. He did Mickey's, yeah. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, but but does it? He's did he do the Mickey concept Masters. work for that, or did he actually animate it? He was an animator. He was an animator. He was. Okay. He did a lot of concept design for yeah. The Little Mermaid as well. So I know he was an animator. I don't know why I'm saying was he. He definitely was. But the things that I would want to talk to him about is how he designed characters. He did lots of character design. So when you see like Disney princesses, modern, like the um, the Renaissance, yeah, all those famous characters, he had a hand in those big, like Beauty and the Beast and everything. But he's not. He's not been picked. Neither has Jim Kim. Uh, George Stubbs, please. Cool, George Stubbs. My musician. Yeah. Um, and now, <laughs> now I did pick a Disney musician. He's not just a Disney musician, but I picked him instead of the other person I was going to pick, so that I had a Disney person in. There. Yeah. My musician is Alan Menken, mm-hmm. um, who is a composer, songwriter, music conductor, music director, record producer, and he scored The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas. Rapunzel, uh, Tangled, Hercules. For for The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin and Pocahontas, he got two Academy, Academy Awards each. So cool. he's got the second most for one category ever, nice. I think, of the Oscars. Cool. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's still alive, but he's 78. 71, not 8. So he was born 1949, to, and he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> to now. To, to now, to 2020. Presumably he's still alive. And he's from New York. 
just background. New York, New York, New York. or like New York? He's... New York State. Uh, I think New York, New York. New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. New York, New York, New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. So nice to name it twice. Um, yeah. So why I like him so much is yeah. it's off, his music's great. <laughs> the end. The end, yeah. Um, but he worked with... And I was after I was looking this up because I know this guy died of AIDS. Actually, he this guy might have been more interesting from a let's talk about the guy who died of AIDS is not Alan Menken. It's not Alan Menken. No, he's still alive. Yeah, I know. But he worked with Howard Ashman, who was the who did the lyrics for those the songs. Okay. So and he died of AIDS. Yeah, and Alan Alan Menken composed the music. Yeah. Howard Ashman did the lyrics, and he Howard Ashman died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Just after, after the little, um, just it was during the making of Beauty and the Beast. So he did all the music. He still composed while he was suffering from AIDS, and then he died. Yeah. But they worked together throughout the Disney Renaissance, and they they what hap- what made Disney so su- successful at that time was because they of the way they integrated music into the films. So okay, their philosophy Alan Menken and Howard Ashman's philosophy was that and it's a philosophy that I think lots of musicians and uh, musical people have but it's it really came into its own during this time which was that if you're emoting you sing and if you get past that if you're like too emotional to sing you start dancing so if you listen to or watch a Disney film people will be talking the music will come in underneath people talking so it pulls you in better instead of it just being like people are talking and then there's a musical number yeah people are talking there's music underneath the talking then people just come into singing so it feels more natural and then there'll be like a bit of a dance routine or whatever yeah and it that's what makes them good music it just feels quite like it flows really well integrated also animation is the best way for musicals to work that was another thing that they said anyway (laughs) alan menkin would be there cool um that's all i have to say about him he's great He's still alive. It would be perfect. Lovely. <laughs> My other musician would have been Nina Simone. Okay. Because she's incredible. Nina Simone's amazing. Um, did Nina Simone do Strange Fruit? Possibly. Did a good, a really, um, she did a really good version of Strange Fruit. Anyway. But she died in 2003. So she was she was 70 years old when she kind died. insane to me because I feel like she's been... I know. 1933 to 2003 is her... But she was um, from North Carolina... Just jazz blues. Oh, I got that so wrong, by the way. Strange, strange fruit was Billy Holiday. Oh, that's embarrassing, isn't it? That's pretty bad, isn't it? I didn't correct you though. Oh, it's been covered by Nina Simone. There you go then. You're not too bad. That's alright. Yeah, but Ooh. she was also an activist because obviously she was a black lady um, yeah. during a time. I mean, not that it's over, but during <laughs> a particularly racist time in America. So yeah. she was an incre- like a really incredible, prolific musician and yeah. activist. So. I should have picked her probably because <laughs> I think she'd be great at a dinner party but I decided to pick Alan Menken <laughs> um, because he's always been my favourite composer so yeah is that true? yes let's say it's true actor Vivian Lee. cool do you want a little bit of background of Vivian Lee? because I, did, Tell my, me about I did, my little, did my little research John you did Vivian Lee, 1913 to 1967, she died at 53 years old. She wasn't very old. No. She was from... She was born in Darjeeling. Bengal Presidency, British India. Cool. Right? She's... A, she, I think she's considered British because she was born there, but she lived in Britain, I think, most of her yeah. life. And yeah. she was from British parents, but 
you know, Indian. In Br- British India. British India. Born in India to British parents. Yes. She won Best Actress for playing Scarlett O'Hara, obviously. Obviously. Best best lady ever. I still haven't watched all of that film. No, I know. I want to do a podcast about it because it's great, but it also has controversy surrounding it at the moment. I mean, that's a lot that, That's a lot to talk about then, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, for Gone with, in, she was in Gone with the Wind, basically, yeah. in 1939. There was a whole... First half of that film was really good. Yeah, it is a great film. There was a whole... During the t- time when they were looking to, for who to play the part, mm-hmm. there was this big sort of campaign of who's going to play Scarlett O'Hara. It could be anyone. They had auditions for famous people... Um, random people that like weren't actresses at all and she was quite a well-known actress in England at the time yeah and she was on stage a lot in England but she she wasn't very well known she hadn't done anything in the states so she was kind of like no one knew why they picked her yeah and they were like she's English what the hell everyone was annoyed (laughs) and she won everyone over because she was amazing cool she can play complex ladies like like Scarlett O'Hara is this kind of kind of sweet at the beginning but still tries to get what she wants from people and by the end she's like this hardy woman you know so she's quite she goes through quite a journey Mm. and yeah she's great she's amazing and she had by she was married to Laurence Olivier Mm -hmm. for a bit (laughs) Nice. <laughs> That's another thing. Another famous actor. It's got a theatre named after him. Yeah. She suffered from bipolar um, for most of her life, yeah. basically. She used to have, apparently, she used to have like horrible depressive episodes where yeah. afterwards she wouldn't have even remembered what she'd said or how she oh, felt. Wow. Like she couldn't remember it. Like she was quite difficult to work with by the end of her career because of that. But also she ha- she got tuberculosis and then she kept getting tuberculosis Oh and God. that is what killed her at the age of 53. So she was ill, working still on a film. I think she finished the film. And then someone, I think they left her for like two minutes, came back and into her room and she was on the floor dead. Horrible. She had quite a tragic death. Yeah. And not the easiest life mentally. No, so, no. And she was an amazing actress. Another thing she was really good in was Streetcar Named Desire. So she plays Blanche Dubois in that. And that's um, what I just remember me and my cousin watching that film. Um, Kate loves that. That's one of her favourites. <laughs> and she's great in that. Yeah. Um, with yeah. Marlon Brando, who's also amazing. So anyway, so she'd be there. She's a great actress. She's really, I think she's one of those people that's like, obviously really well. I think she got n- voted 19th best actress of all time. Yeah, she's but, pretty... But people don't know of her, if that makes sense. Like if you're not, a film or a, an old Hollywood person. Yeah. You know, if you're not into your old films, you know, people know Marilyn Monroe. Who's the one with the weird big eyes? Judy Garland. No. <laughs> the one who had the pet deer. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. No, oh, I don't know. Well, people know Elizabeth Taylor. People know Judy Garland. They yeah. know um, the other person I said, Marilyn Monroe. But Vivian Lee is someone that is both very famous and well known Audrey Hepburn Audrey Hepburn yeah sorry I don't know <laughs> yeah people know these they, they have I guess they've got more of an iconic state status about them those people like Grace Kelly right? people who haven't ever watched a Grace Kelly film will know who Grace Kelly is yeah, yeah. but I don't think that is the same for Vivian Lee. and no in that I think you're way, right I think for a famous Hollywood icon she is underrated if that makes sense. I think so. Yeah. So I think she'd be... Re- from from a uh, film perspective and from a just a mental health perspective, I think she'd be quite interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, my writer, Daphne du Maurier. Yeah. She died in 1989. She was 81. 
Good effort. This per- she is not <clears throat> probably the best person to have at dinner party dinner party because she was notoriously re- reclusive. Okay. <laughs> and got more so as she got more famous. Well, maybe that might be quite good because if she's maybe she's coming out of her shell for anything. Well, I, yeah, I, I like... would be interested to hear about her. She had, she lived in Cornwall. She was born in Cornwall. She was died she recluse on purpose or was she recluse because she lived in Cornwall? Probably a bit of both. No, one, she just couldn't see anyone because no one was in Cornwall. <laughs> she wrote um, <laughs> she wrote thrillers basically. Yeah. People say she was a romantic writer, but she was kind of romantic writer slash because the they were romantic I, all the books I've read of hers and have been particularly aware of have been kind of like, well, like spooky thrillers so Rebecca for example is a thriller but it's also a romantic novel at the same time right yeah. so there's a romantic element to her book so people don't really know how to classify it I guess but she wrote Rebecca that was one of her most famous mm. ones at the time she wrote Jamaica Inn, which is my favourite book yeah, of all time. That got me into uh, reading big time. I still haven't read it. It's amazing. She wrote The Birds, which is a short story. And obviously the film is really, really good. And the, the short story is completely different. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's got the same premise, but it's set yeah. in a completely different location. It's not a very long story at all. And it's great. And all the stories in that little book, The Birds and other short stories, are mm-hmm. really, really good. And it's really creepy. And she wrote Frenchman's Crete. Never heard of it. And lots of other things. So she's my favourite my favorite author. Cool. Yeah, there's not much. She did... Oh, she wrote some non-fiction in later life too. So maybe quite interesting. She wrote about French Revolution. Okay, I think. cool. Again, not sure. But yeah, I think that was French Revolution she wrote about. It's a good revolution to write, to write about. So. Yeah. My final guest. Who's your wild card? David Attenborough. Cool. <laughs> Scientist. Do I need explorer. to talk about... <laughs> David Attenborough. He was born in 1961. <laughs> yeah, famous actor. Um, that's in, not right. He was in... born in 18... 1961? 1916? 1916. 1916. Well, he wasn't born in 1861 either. Unless he's just aging very badly. <laughs> what have I, why have I written that down? He's 94, but he was born in 1961, according to me. <laughs> Same year top, as my mum. Top maths. <laughs> Big brain Sam. Hang on. Why have you chosen him? 1926. Cool, so none, um, of, none of the above. His, his brother is Richard Attenborough, yep. who was dead when he was in Jurassic Park. He was also a really good director. Playing an, playing basically his brother. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, why have I, why yeah. would I invite him? Because he's probably the best person alive today um, who's not someone I know, actually. <laughs> um, cool. He knows a hell of a lot about animals. Yeah. And he cares about the world and he's probably going to be one of the last people of his in this time when he dies it'll be like right now who are we going to listen to yeah bloody Brian Cox no thank you (laughs) yeah he had quite an interesting career as well didn't he because he didn't he um, he was a producer yeah and then he he got roped into doing voiceover work yeah but he's gone to so many places and he's always loved he's always loved it do you know what I mean like he's not okay he got roped into doing it oh yeah but he was working on he was working on nature programs he wasn't it wasn't wasn't like he was a professional ah, producer fine like I think he's an incredible person yeah please please come to my dinner party David Attenborough but yeah so I think that's that's my party should I should I um... yeah give us the roundup. George Stubbs Alan Menken Vivian Lee, Daphne du Maurier, and David Attenborough. Cool. So only two of those people are alive. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and if and if I'd switched some of them out, only one of them would have been alive. So yeah. yeah. But I guess if you pick people that are alive, it's not as fun, right? Only one of mine was alive. To be yeah. Fair, so you know. It's just not as fun if they're alive. No. Unless they're like incredible. I think I'd want them all to be all to have all the knowledge that they ha- had when they died. Yeah. But be in their twenties. When in they their, spoke when, to whenever them. they felt they were at their best. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Cool. Some weird, strange now, thing where... Were we going to... Do you want to just pick make who we like, fight it out? Because I still want all of mine. Okay, but but we're obviously having our ten people dinner party. Oh, yeah. Or our five and five dinner party. Yeah. But if you were... Ha- which ones would you be happy to switch out for mine? Who is your actor? Jeff Bridges. My actor's Jeff Bridges. Um, I think maybe Johan Johansson. I think your pick was... I think she probably has a bit more breadth of experience, possibly. I mean, she died older. Well, Daphne du Maurier. No, musician. Well, my musician's a man. Alan Menken. Oh, no, because you didn't do her, did you? I didn't do Nina Simone. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, I'd have Nina Simone, then. Okay. Instead well, of either of us. So, <laughs> I was really confused, and I was like, hang yeah, on. Yeah, sorry, I got... I, I, um, I, I got... I confused myself. <laughs> you shouldn't have had too many. You should have just Alan. picked one. Yeah, Alan. <laughs> I, I like mean, Alan. Well, I want Johanny Hansen instead of Alan, but if it was Nina Simone, I'd have her. Yeah, let's have... The, well, let's have Nina Simone come to our other dinner party. Yeah, our top, top ten. Yeah. And in terms of, like, dinner party chat... Yeah. I feel like David Attenborough would probably have a bit more than Elsie Wright. Yeah, probably. Elsie Wright would be fascinating. Yeah. And I'd love to talk to her, but... It's difficult, because I like yours and I like mine. I think yeah. I would prefer... I would switch my... I would switch Terry Pratchett for Daphne du Maurier purely because Daphne is a recluse. Yeah. So I feel like Terry Pratchett would want to be there. Probably, yeah. More than she it would. Like She'd be like, why person. am I here? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? I don't think we can narrow it that much. No, I think it'd be unfair. Also because I got confused about who you were actually having to your dinner party. Well, yeah, you clearly weren't listening. I was clearly boring you to tears with mine. No, you weren't. <laughs> only, only because I feel like you should have gone for Nina Simone. Yeah, but I I picked... Nina Simone is someone that I really, really... I love her music. Yeah. And I love her voice. And I really appreciate her. I, like, admire her as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Alan Menken... It, like his music because it's from my childhood means yeah. means more to me on that level. Okay. So I I went for him for personal, for personal yeah. emotional Which reasons. Is fair enough, really. And also cuz he's a mate. He is a really good. He also did um, little shop of horrors. Uh, he did the music for that. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't just a Disney guy. No. But um yeah, I I I picked him because he's great but also personal. <laughs> but yeah. Nina Simone, I think, is to other people would be more interesting. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, like I don't know, people have different attachments. Have different, you have different things, attachments right? to people. Yeah, like if I go to if I go to the National Gallery, I cry every time I see that bloody painting, the whistle jacket painting. Yeah. So I definitely pick George Stubbs over Bruegel, but I still really like Bruegel's work. Like, and I think it would be fascinating to talk to a crazy to man. Him. Yeah, just watch, awesome. maybe just watch him do things. Yeah. It'd be cool to watch him paint something mental. <laughs> we should do a fly on the wall episode. It wouldn't be very interesting. Who would it would you, just be who would you have as a fly on the wall? Who would you like would you, to watch? Would you just watch John? Not in a creepy way. Oh. Just who would you want to be like? What are that? What is that person doing? What's their creative process? Well, not even that. Just what do they do? What are they up to? <laughs> I well, don't trust well, them. Definitely brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But maybe also, like, I don't know, someone probably pretty bit. I can't think of anyone apart from him. Like, there are loads of people, but I feel like most people are just quite, kind of... I think politicians would be interesting to watch. It might be a bit because, depressing to watch. But but it's like an act. It's like a... Boris Johnson can't be that bumbling in... in yeah, it'd be interesting to see background. what he's actually like. I, all I want... Life. I don't want, like, an hour of you watching don't... Boris. I want literally... From the moment that they cut, like they're doing a speech, and then when they go home, you want to see their. I want to see the transition back to what they're really like. Yeah. Okay. So, like Donald Trump is probably just like that. So forget that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by all accounts, he seems to be. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of people that clearly have some sort of like a persona. Persona that they have to encompass at all times when they're in the public eye, and yeah. then when they aren't. 
um, being that. Bono. Yeah, James A. Castor. Yeah, James A. Castor. I was thinking I need a comedian in here, but I I, did, I wanted to pick Brett and Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> for a flight of the Concords. I couldn't pick both, so I just picked. Can you just count them none. as one person? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cheating, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'd like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I'd like, I'd like the band. The uh, Beatles. If I was going to have anyone from the Beatles on my dinner party, it would just be Ringo. Yeah, I still think my giraffe party would be more interesting. Which animals would you have to your party? We should do that next time. Wildlife party, like the <laughs> Wildlife could, Olympics. If you were Eliza Thornberry, yeah, <laughs> who would you want to talk to as an animal? Specifically, famous animals, or yeah, Beethoven. Um, the dog from Beethoven. No, not dog from Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> the dog from The Wizard of Oz. Toto. Toto, thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the horse from The Wizard of Oz. The guinea pigs from G-Force. G-Force. <laughs> I think they might be CGI guinea pigs. They must have been live action at some point. I don't think they are. I think they're always CGI. Are you sure? Yeah. That's really annoyed me. I never, I never saw it. What about so I'm the just pig from on. Babe? Oh, yeah. That would be cute. The pig that played Babe. Yeah. Pippin. Audrey Hepburn's pet deer. Pippin. Pippin. Pippin could come. She Whistle jacket. What was George Stubbs really like? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, what about the panda, the famous panda that's in the Natural History Museum? Um, the dodo that's in Bristol Museum? Yeah. But... I, I know it's different, but I'm just thinking about museum animals. Chi-Chi. Yeah. Chi-Chi the panda. Cool. You'd have Chi-Chi. Yeah. Before she was a... In the Natural History Museum. Yeah. There's a lot we could talk about there. There we go. Let's not waste this content. No. Save it for another day. Yeah. Okay. Sorry we're depriving you of that. Cheers. uh, Cheers. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Bye. Bye.